the most part, I'm doing okay. I'm honestly really kind of depressed right now because I had a disappointing news yesterday, um, which kind of threw me for a loop. So I've just been struggling, but I'm hanging in there. Um, so I got a job. Well, I did have a job uh, for like it was probably the Tuesday, last Tuesday we spoke. Right after that, I was offered a job okay. um, as an emotional support crisis counselor for this um, nonprofit organization. So I was really excited, and I was supposed to start um, the 8th, February 8th, so next Monday. And mm-hmm. then yesterday they called me and basically like took the job offer back um, and said they can't hire me because I have points on my license Mm -hmm. so I was honestly very devastated about that and I've just been feeling kind of depressed since then so that sucks did you did you know that that would be like a a criteria that you would have to meet so no because they gave me the um, job like the offer letter and everything so I thought I was good to go and then it needs like a valid New York state driver's license, which I have. I just have points on my license. So they said I failed the background check. Oh. <laughs> Cause you need that's Yeah. You fail a background check because you have points on your license. Wow. Yeah. So I was very upset because naturally I'm like, all right, so what can I do to get rid of the points? Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll take a defensive driving class. Like, is there anything I could do? And they said no. So they took back their job offer. So now I'm left without a job again. So that sucks. Yeah. So you've been sort of kind of depressed these past few days. Yeah, I found out yesterday. And honestly, oh, okay. I had... Um, just a lot of emotional things going on. Like I wanted to lash out in anger when I found out I almost threw this vase of flowers that Nick gave me. And I was very like tempted to self harm, which I haven't done in like three years. I even like took out my scissor and then I was just like, don't do it. Don't do it. So I had to kind of talk myself out of it and I didn't do it. Um, I called Nick instead actually So he kind of helped, but I've just been feeling, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of like bad thoughts yesterday that I kind of wish I didn't have, but Mm -hmm. it was just very disappointing. It's, it's, you know, I completely understand that. And I also think that it's important to acknowledge the thoughts that you have, you know, it's rather than sort of like wishing that they didn't happen because like, who's to say that they might not come up again? you know um and i that's like that's kind of the piece that i do want to uh work or really stick to right now just because i feel like if this if you were to be in a place again and you know these feelings were to come up again um they very well could sort of be elevated you know just because we we have sort of regret that comes with these feelings you know um and i think rather regretting it i think accepting it and understanding that you you know growth is not linear and you are in this place um what usually gets you out of that like if you sort of have the urge to self-harm what usually helps you get out of that there are there some things that you might go to or things that you might do um like instead 
Yeah, so yesterday I was very tempted to, but I told myself that I can't do anything until I talk to Nick. And then we talked for maybe like an hour on the phone and I went outside and shoveled to kind of like get my mind off of it. I was just in a very like bad mood. Like you said, it escalated very quickly. Um, just with that like bad news alone. So yesterday I kind of just went to bed at like 8 p.m. super early because I didn't want to be awake and like thinking about it. Um, so I meditated yesterday. I journaled. I exercised. So I did my homework. So I just tried to keep busy and just remind myself that like it's not permanent and it will pass. Um, so that's kind of what I did. All right. And it's sort of like temporary relief, right? And not really relief for kind of your long run. Yeah. All right. Um, so is there, I'm wondering if there's something that we can sort of put in place, right? So um, if, you know, these, these urges do come up again, how can we sort of deal with them accordingly? You know, what sort of things that you can go to um, that might be like an alternative, you know, where you might feel, I don't know, like you're getting the same type of feelings, you know, but like in a, in a very different way where you're not um, completely self-harming. So I'm wondering if there's like things that like, you obviously know yourself better than I do. Um, so things that may have helped in the past, you know, like when is the last time that you had sort of an urge to do that? Maybe over the summer. I had an urge, but I didn't do it. I just uh-huh. did like yoga. I went for a walk, um, maybe take a shower, just like other self-soothing activities. But the self-harm for me really comes from like a place of anger where I'm feeling very right. angry. So that's why yesterday I worked out because it kind of helped with that. All right. That's a good way to let out frustrations and shoveling. I think that's also like... That is actually a very genius way. Um, so, so if um, say something like this comes up again, you know, um, working out is is a good alternative to sort of get your mind and, and off of it and keep you busy. So it's the fact that you need to sort of be kept busy, right? And I think in doing that and keeping yourself busy, I think it also should um, help yourself. You know, like as far as like positive reinforcement and making yourself feel better because um, if it does come from anger it's so so easy to sort of you know lash out on on yourself you know um so what do you think what do you think uh has helped the most and something that you might want to sort of keep in keep in the back of your head to sort of like you know kind of keep on the shelf and use it when you need it you know, because if exercise is one of them, I think, like, what what type of exercise did you do? Um, I did, I like bar workouts. Uh, it's like a mixture of Pilates and ballet. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been, like, enjoying that lately. But yesterday I didn't do that. I did, like, a, I have beach body on demand. So I did, like, a kickboxing workout. Um, so that right, was something like, a little bit more intense. <laughs> yeah, something mm-hmm. more aggressive. <laughs> than like dancing but yeah I honestly think Nick really helped me because it's interesting yesterday I 
when I'm feeling like upset about something, I tend to just withdraw. And Nick was trying to talk to me and I was just like isolating and ignoring his texts. And I was like, let's see how much willpower and self-control I have. Let's see how long I can ignore his texts. And, mm-hmm. and the thought in my mind, like I really just wanted to not talk to him, even though talking to him on the phone when I found out made me feel better. And I think maybe you said to do the opposite of what you initially would want to do. So I had a thought like, why am I going to make Nick feel ignored and make him feel like shit as a result of me feeling like crap? So Mm -hmm. I called him and did the opposite of what I wanted to do, which was just kind of retreat. So Mm -hmm. I think yesterday was good because it overall showed me like how far I've come and that's a positive I could take from it. So, Definitely. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I'm glad that you're able to sort of recognize that as well and also put that in the light, you know, balanced thinking, you know, I'm all about sort of balanced thinking here. Um, so I think I'm thinking like some of the components, you know, to CBT as far as like, it being very a specific targeted type of therapy, you know, um, dealing with like current pain points in your life, you know, so if you're dealing with, with this, what's a way that we can solve this today, you know, and that would be like using mindfulness, self-soothing, you know, um, your, your, inter, your interpersonal relationships, you know, and you sort of went to Nick for that, which is amazing. And, uh, the other two are distress tolerance and emotion, emotional regulation, you know, and, and the emotional regulation would be the opposite action, you know, sort of using like the opposite of what you, your current mood, you know? And I think that's, I think that it seems like it worked for you, you know, and sort of in the time being. And I think that's, uh, definitely something to acknowledge just because if you know this comes up again these are things that you could sort of use again you know to be able to like kind of keep keep you in this box and like use these preventative measures um that were put in place for this very reason you know yeah yeah so i'm gonna actually i'll send you a text of these four things you know just so you can sort of have them in the back of your mind because i think it's so easy to sort of say it because i know it you know but i don't i don't remember to sort of like i don't know give it to you who likes for the long run um so i'll definitely uh shoot you a text with all of this stuff because i don't know like i I think you did use it you know and it seemed like it worked for you and for you to acknowledge it it's like that's a beautiful thing you know so good for you (laughs) yeah thank you yeah it definitely helps me feel better because it was sort of like i was digging this hole of how could i feel worse Mm -hmm. and by ignoring nick and knowing that made him feel worse made me feel worse. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to be an adult here and just talk to him about it. So it definitely helped me feel better last mm-hmm. night for sure. Okay. So hmm. were there any any type of, I don't know, self-soothing techniques that you used? Honestly, trying to just, I don't want to say talk myself out of it, but remind myself that, like, trying to see the positives in the situation, and for me, like, my spirituality 
kind of came into play where I was like, all right, well, if I trust that everything's working out the way that it's supposed to, and maybe this fell through because I was meant for something else, something better, mm-hmm. that kind of reassured me and gave me some hope. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I think that's cool. Um, and I very much also a hundred percent agree with that. You know, if something wasn't meant for you, it's, it's not going to get to you. Exactly. You know, and something that was meant for you is not going to miss you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm not even sure if that has anything to do with like science and like therapy, you know, but I think it's, I think it's so much deeper than that, it you know, is. and I'm not, I don't completely agree with like things that you can't see, like, doesn't mean that they're not real you know or like being able to prove it does not mean that it's real i mean we have the entire universe that like exists and we're not even sure why you know Um, and i think that's like i i very much like how you're thinking about this thank you um so so yeah i think um also it seems like you were sort of reacting like with the emotional part of your brain you know and and like what you said like let me just like be an adult here you know that's like using sort of like the two you have the rational side and you have the emotional side and you sort of want to like the, the rational side a little bit you sort of teeter that way yeah for once because I'm a very emotional person I'm all about like my feelings and stuff but a lot of negative feelings were coming up yesterday like I just felt embarrassed and I felt rejected and like a failure and just a lot of shame and then on top of that like talking to Nick made me feel like I was a burden to him and that I just bring him down and it added to that like upset and emotional reactivity but I just had to think clearly and just say I'm allowed to feel this but it will pass and I have to not act from this emotionally mm-hmm. reactive state because that's just more All harmful right. mm-hmm. I you, you said something key you know and, and that it will pass and everything typically does you know but it's how do we sort of react to it in a way that it's we can tolerate it until it passes you know without the regret you know without the shame because that's that's like the the stuff that we will carry on with us you know that eventually will elevate um so I feel like like I love I don't know like I love the fact that it was like the opposite action being used you know things that you can sort of like use in place you know for like what you normally do um that's awesome thanks hey and you know what you're trying and and it's that also deserves the light you know everything sort of deserves the light yeah Okay, so um, how are you feeling today when you woke up? How were you feeling? <laughs> it's so interesting. Like, waking up today, I was like, fuck. I'm sorry for my language. I was like, shit. No, it's okay. I, like, lost my job yesterday. Like, it just kind of felt like a double punch in the face because yesterday I got the initial news and today I just woke up, like, knowing that that happened. And I was, like, just overall feeling kind of crappy. But I'm going to try to be proactive today and just, like, I guess apply for more jobs and just be, I guess, productive today. Um, But I'm definitely not having the same thoughts as I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. It still sucks, 
but focusing on how bad it feels really doesn't get me anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Do you think that you were able to get to a place using um, some of your, your coping skills? Do you think you were able to get to a different place than, than normally? Yeah. Um, in the past, I would just be upset for hours or days. Um, I kind of found that putting a time cap on how long I can feel sorry for myself has been helpful. Um, (laughs) So today I'm just going to try to do my homework and take care of myself and hopefully I'll see Nick later. So it doesn't take away how bad it feels because that was honestly like very upsetting for me um, because it feels like I was so excited and looking forward to it and I have this sort of um, like dialogue or story I've told myself throughout my life where whenever something good happens it always ends poorly or like anytime I get excited it always ends in disappointment and I feel like that kind of the situation sort of reinforced that belief Um, so that's kind of a bummer but Mm -hmm. what can you do like you know yeah. Um, how was your your conversation with Nick? How did that go? Did it make you calmer at the end of the conversation? Were you sort of about the same? Um, a little bit of both. Because Nick is a very, like, logical, sort of, like, problem solver, fixer person. And I know he tried to be comforting. And he definitely was because he was, like... I care about you, like, your life matters to me, and just very, like, reassuring, but at the same time telling me that things could be worse, and like, oh, well, we'll just apply for more jobs then. I know he had the right intention, but for my sort of personality, it didn't make me feel better, because... No, that language gets very, uh, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah it's kind of like the whole toxic positivity thing and so yes and no it made me feel better and at the same time it kind of just made me feel the same so he definitely made me laugh and smile um but I don't like I'm not that type of person where I'm like okay this is bothering me how can I fix it I'm sort of like I have to just sit with my emotions until they pass yeah and I think that's such a key thing you know because I feel like it's it's always like relief you know how can I sort of find relief and it's never really like okay like this is what it is like I have to deal with this you know um and what you said about like putting a time crunch almost on how long you could feel like this until it passes I think that's also like a beautiful technique to sort of use you know um I think that was like very well said I can almost like imagine everything like when you said that you know and sort of like applying that to just like life I think that um is also a pretty neat technique to sort of like keep on your shelf you know so so you can sort of like use different things when you need them um you know uh so so that's great but that I, I do understand the the language part of it you know the intention was there and and um like it, it was like all genuine feelings but uh when someone is sort of in distress, I think the last thing you sort of need to say is like overly positive, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because even my mom, 
she was like, how could you be upset? You didn't even start the job. And I was just like, yeah, it just felt so invalidating to me mm-hmm. and kind of like, I'm not entitled or allowed to feel the way I'm feeling. Right. Which mm-hmm. sucks. So. It's, yeah. It does. I mean, it, it all sucks. Yeah. <sighs> but. <laughs> but we're going to keep ourselves busy doing other things, yeah. you know, um, you'll apply to jobs when, when you decide to apply to jobs again, you know, when you decide like, all right, this is like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to keep going. Um, and there's like, there's really no say on when, you know, that's the right time to do it. You know, I feel like you'll definitely just feel when you are ready to start applying for more jobs, you know, when you're sort of like back in that state. Um, but in the meantime, like just things to sort of self-soothe, you know, sort of keeping yourself first here and and uh, keeping yourself kind of like in check. You know, I think when you sort of have, a, I don't know, like a day like this where it just makes you question everything, I think it's important to sort of keep um, like self-care kind of first, you know, and, and just like regulate that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's um, kind of coming back to just positive self-talk for me and trying to not take it personally because Mm -hmm. it does feel like I never realized this is the first time I've ever been unemployed and it really takes a toll on like your self-worth and your identity because it's like I'm not I feel like I'm not doing anything with my life and I'm just like wasting my life away so to speak but it's Mm -hmm. just remembering that it's not permanent it's just for now and like how could I take this time to improve and like take care of myself versus using it to beat up more on myself right also you have the like external factors to sort of play in as well you know we are in the middle of like january or actually february you know with like seasonal depression and like things sort of being a lot more difficult to do um these days as well as like still being in in the middle of a pandemic you know Um, there are so many things that, you know, are also out of your control, you know? Um, and that's also like important to take into consideration because it's, it's not, it's not your fault, you know? It's not like it was intended for you to, to feel this way. It just happened to end up working out like this, you know? Yeah. And it sucks. It's not, I mean, I'm not saying that it's great, but I think it's important to sort of, I don't know, like look at all parts of this, you know? Yeah. That's definitely mm-hmm. helpful. I know that there's a lot of people that are trying to find jobs. You know, like people like in my in my immediate life, people that I like, you know, talk to on a daily basis. I know that there's like a lot of stuff that's happening, you know. And um, I find that like when I was in graduate school, like being up at 2 a.m., like doing a research project and like knowing that there were a bunch of other people that were also up at that time, you know, also doing like the exact same thing. There was sort of comfort there, you know, like knowing that we were all like in this, you know, we were all trying to get to a certain place. Um, And I'm not sure if you find comfort in that, you know, or it's like, there's like, I don't know, there's people that are trying to, to, to get to a certain place, you know, on people that are trying to make themselves better. Yeah, I guess I just feel defeated because I assume like when someone's unemployed, they're getting unemployment and I've been Mm -hmm. denied for unemployment like three times. Like it's just so 
frustrating all around and discouraging because I feel like if I were to have that additional income, it would kind of take the feeling so unsafe, so unsure, like having no income the last three months has really just kicked my ass. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel this sort of rush or like a pressure to be employed as soon as possible so that Mm -hmm. I have that sort of safety net, you know, with Mm -hmm. finances but that just adds like more stress onto it. So definitely, especially when you feel pressure, you know, apply that a hundred percent. I, I completely see what you're saying. Um, would you want to look at jobs that maybe, you know, maybe not like your first pick, would you want to sort of be picky in that way? Um, where, you know, you, you will sort of start looking at, I don't know, jobs that maybe you weren't looking at in the beginning, you know, because um, I, I definitely understand the pressure part there, you know, and I think that might be something to sort of take into consideration. That's what Nick said. I guess I'm going to have to at this point. I don't really feel like I have any other options. When do you think you would start applying for more jobs? I feel like there's pressure and stress in that in itself, you know, having to so well I was I think the best part of getting this last job for me was not having to apply on Indeed anymore because I've since August have applied to over 211 jobs Mm -hmm. and it's just been sort of disappointment after disappointment of applying and taking all this time to apply for jobs and then not hearing from anyone or like that false hope of getting the job or getting an interview and not getting it. It's just, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's really like just a blow to the self-esteem. Yeah, definitely. Um, are you only applying on Indeed? Are you applying to different, on different platforms? Um, either Indeed or the company website. Okay. Gotcha. Cause I know they, so they also have glass door. Have you been looking at glass door? No, maybe I will. Honestly, I'm going to write that down because it's very similar to, to indeed. Um, they will also send you emails on like when jobs are available. Cool. You know, that's, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's worth taking a look. Yeah, right? definitely. I'll try that out. That's what Nick said. He's like, maybe try something other than indeed. <laughs> Cause I'm just getting like, PTSD every time I see Indeed I'm like no yeah, yeah I, I know I, I literally had to like uns- unsubscribe <laughs> from like certain emails just because they like bombard me you know? yeah absolutely um, so okay so what was the the job that you were looking for you know what what is a job that you feel is appropriate for you I would like something in the mental health field because for my resume I have that experience. It's great. Um, but I don't know anything other than mental health. Uh, I would like something like teaching yoga or, um, something in like my, that field. Um, but those are hard jobs to find, especially now with COVID like yoga classes are either cut in half studios are closed completely or like the, people allowed in the studio is so limited that they're not looking for new teachers so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I guess at this point I can't be picky so you also have the I mean the the background check right like the the points on the license that's also something that um 
do you think that would affect you like going further do you think that might be a reason why like I I, i'm not saying that it could be a reason why it's you know you are still looking for a job but like if i'm not even i didn't even know that having points on your license would be such a big deal you know yeah um so that's that might be something that you like want to take into consideration as well like solving maybe this issue and seeing if it's different if it's changed you know yeah that's kind of what i'm afraid of because i have this other job that i went on an interview with and like there it's up in the air i would love the job it's like my dream job but also you have to drive a company vehicle so now i'm like scared shitless that it's gonna happen again and it's yeah not even like definitely. there's nothing i could do about the points because i took a defensive driving course like a year ago and you have to wait three years before you can take another one and get the points reduced so oh. it's like oh. life just feels mm. like it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I hear you. over and over mm-hmm. again so it's just but you know what if this stuff is going to happen you know if it's going to happen regardless like what can we sort of do to tolerate it you know like yeah this shit's gonna happen like what else can we sort of do you know we can't really change the outcome like if this is a process that it needs to go through then that's what it needs like you know we can't really change that um but i think the really the only thing that might be helpful is like what you're already doing is sort of using different ways to sort of cope with it and deal with it and tolerate it, you know, um, until you get to a different place, you know, yeah. because it's shit's going to happen anyways. Like, yeah, the you know, worst I think part that's is like a like... huge part of DBT is like accepting it, you know, accepting what mm-hmm. it is that's happening rather than trying to change it because that might not be in our control a lot of the time, you know, and, uh, and I feel like it's, this is sort of like targeting your, emotions right here you know rather than like sort of trying to like if it was like straight cbt you know it would be trying to like change your thoughts and like trying to change like the way you sort of go about it um where it's not really targeting like emotions and like sort of dealing with your your feelings right then and there this is sort of like pinpointing what it is and like finding ways to sort of cope with it you know rather than like changing it yeah that's true i would say the hardest emotion is just feeling very powerless and helpless right now um and just trying to accept things could be difficult sometimes but i feel like the reason why people are so miserable is because they refuse to accept things and just like thinking something that's helped me is just recognizing that so many things are out of my control and when i start trying to play God and saying like this shouldn't have happened or this should happen it kind of like perpetuates that cycle of misery rather than just saying life is what it is and things are going to happen that I may not be happy with or agree with but by accepting them it kind of allows me to just let go of it easier mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that was beautifully said like it really was because it's true you know um was to say that something like this won't happen in the future you know and i think it's also wanting to sort of prepare for when like putting up those like preventative stuff you know in case something does happen or when it happens you know not even like if it happens again because life that's life right um things will happen all the time but 
So how are you going to keep yourself busy today? That's, I think, something to to think about right now. Yeah, I have a pretty busy day ahead of me. I have homework, an assignment that's going to take an hour or two. I'm going to work out. So I'm going to do laundry. Um, going to do some yoga or meditate. And then Nick is coming over tonight. So I have a pretty busy day ahead of me. I could spend all day just like showering and just doing little things around the house. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about like where my thoughts go. Cause instead of just ruminating and like overanalyzing and overthinking, which makes my anxiety worse, I like to listen to like podcasts or audiobooks to kind of keep my mind occupied. So mm-hmm. that's probably going to be my day. Um, I very much like the fact that you like are integrating yoga and like working out into this day. Um, is this something that you will start your day off or is it like where you can sort of fit it in? Um, I should start my day off, but I, when I wake up, I want nothing to do with like physical movement. Mm -hmm. Um, so I will fit into my day. Um, probably okay. after around like two o'clock or so is when I usually do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Understood. So throughout your day, I definitely would like for you to keep in the back of your mind, like being mindful of like at least one thing in every task that you have, you know, rather than like having to sort of complete it or having to finish a workout, you know, like, so you can sort of get to the next thing. Um, when you do feel like that or or you know you sort of are trying to just get through it i think it's important to sort of stop and and just you know take take it all in right be sort of grounded and be in the here and now um just because i think it's like so important to be able to be mindful of at least once in in absolutely everything that sort of occurs throughout your day yeah you know um and that is like a like a huge component, you know, of, of DBT is sort of being mindful of what it is that you're going through, um, and, and finding strategies where you can add it. Like, I love adding your senses to your environment, you know, cause I think that sort of keeps you mindful and like what you said, sort of keeping yourself busy where you don't sort of have like the rumination, you know? Um, yeah. so I think that's like, that's definitely something that I would want you to keep in the back of your mind, you know, just at least, no, no, no a few minutes you know whatever you're doing just take a second to sort of be mindful especially like maybe when you have these like thoughts that come up you know like some of the, like the negative self-talk yeah um like understand them acknowledge them like realize you don't necessarily need to react to them you know but but they're there that's that's totally fine you know how can we sort of keep our focus right here and that would be mindfulness you know yeah that's true i wanted to let you know that um uh, i kind of told Nick about what you said last week with the vulnerability thing. Okay. And we had like a lot of really deep emotional conversations the last week that I feel were very hard, but have brought us a lot closer and has made me feel very like more safe and secure in the relationship. And I'm sure you can relate like being someone in like the mental health field. Like I was so... Um, curious as to what his attachment style was. So I made him take like an attachment style quiz 
um, to see what his oh my <laughs> I feel like everyone in psychology does that. They're like, what is my boyfriend's love language? What is my boyfriend's like Myers-Briggs You know what's personality? so funny is that I've never, I seriously never have ever done that. Really? And, and you know what? It's like funny because I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, like five years later, I'm still trying to figure it out, which is like, actually like you're teaching me something right now. It's probably something I should do just to like put these thoughts to rest, you know? Yeah. No, it was fun though. I, Mine came back as avoidant attachment, which is 100% true. And mm-hmm. his came back as anxious attachment, which I found ironic because at least I learned like the two of them kind of gravitate toward each other, uh, each other, the avoidant and the anxious. So we took that mm. and it kind of gave me just more insight into like why I'm operating and the way the relationship dynamics were. But he he keeps saying like every time we hang out he's like all right let's try to like have one thing we could be vulnerable about today and i was kind of like fuck this like i'm like so how's the weather out there and he's like don't try to deflect like let's come back to it so it's been like he's been really supportive with the whole thing and i feel a lot closer to him and like trust him a lot more now it's like he's keeping you in check by by sort of doing that which is great you know it's like holding you accountable for this um with like the like the best intentions um you can also do the same with him like you are sort of being anxious like you you know you're sort of handling this in this way like let's let's bring it back you know um and I think that's like it might be fun, you know, uh, but it's also like pretty cool to be able to like see how far you can sort of go with this, like kind of in a safe space, you know, and see what sort of happens and, and maybe take different risks that you might not normally take in a regular situation, you know, or just in life, um, wherever you sort of go. Uh, so I think that's actually pretty cool because that's, you know, it, it gives you like a, it's, it's a safety net, you know, and you're able to sort of to look at things in different lights. Um, so that, I think that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it definitely yeah. has been that's a cool. positive experience. What, what, um, what website did you go on? I literally just looked up attachment style and it gave like a full report and it was like, it took 10 minutes to, um, to like figure it out. So I, I don't know. I looked up like what attachment style are you? And it was like attachment quiz. So ah, okay. it's one of those like self, <laughs> I know you should never like self-diagnose, but I feel like everyone does anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's true. 100%. <laughs> um, so with, as far as like being vulnerable and I actually did want to, to um, like get uh, some type of insight on what's happening there, you know? So what is it like to sort of be vulnerable or just have both of you, you know, like, kind of have like a mutual understanding of the place that you're sort of in, you know, and, and sort of being able to like see each other there. Yeah. It's honestly been challenging the last week. A lot has come up for me. Um, I was feeling very bad about myself about a week ago because I was feeling like as someone that's been in so many toxic relationships where of course I've played a role. Um, now I feel like the tables I've turned and I'm, like the toxic one which is just like devastating to me so I told Nick that and it was really hard because maybe it was last Wednesday we were sitting in my downstairs and talking about stuff and um, I kind of have this 
reaction where in conflict or I'm feeling distressed, I completely freeze and shut down. Like I'm very emotionally flooded and I can't speak, I can't think. So that happened to me last week. And instead of just staring at Nick and not saying anything, I was just like, I'm feeling very triggered and I'm feeling kind of like I'm shutting down and I'm not able to process like what you're saying. So he, I don't know where this kid came from. He's never been in therapy. He's never, like he is so emotionally balanced. At least he helps me feel like more grounded emotionally. And um, I told him about a situation where like in one of my previous relationships where and when anytime I would say no, my ex would like really retaliate, yell at me, like hit me anything like he was very abusive and Nick was like I understand why you have a hard time saying no now because you feel like whenever you say no something bad happens so he was just very reassuring he's like you can always say no to me like I want you to be able to be honest with me and like I will never like God strike me down if I ever like I will never get angry at you for saying no to me and it was just very different because no one's ever given me that kind of like unconditional regard before. So it was, that was an emotional conversation, but I felt so much better at the end. And, um, Saturday we were talking and sort of coming back to mindfulness. I sometimes have these like flashbacks, like traumatic memories come up when I'm with Nick that are really disturbing and troubling because I feel like I can't even be in the present with him because I keep having flashbacks from the past. So we were talking and I had a bad flashback come up because of something Nick said. I don't remember what it was, but it kind of triggered me. And I was just like, can I tell you something that happened to me a few years ago? And it was like very traumatic. So I shared that with him and he just like held me and just was like, I'm so sorry you went through that and um, was just very like comforting and supportive. So it's been a good experience, just the vulnerability, surprisingly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that you definitely have shied away from for quite some time, you know, um, that it seems like such a different experience than what you normally, you know, would, would have or have had. And I think with that comes a lot of different feelings, you know, um, sort of a lot of reflecting on the things that have had happened in the past, you know, and how, I don't know, like they are so different now and, you know, you, you react the same as you normally would. And, you know, you don't typically get anywhere just because it's a completely different situation, you know, it's a completely different person. You're not, I mean, and that's, it, that is sort of generalizing, you know, like, um, as far as like the things that happened in the past, but I think it's, it'll be helpful to, I don't know, like, especially if you're having flashbacks, you know, like if you were sort of with Nick and he was like in your presence, like something maybe like physical, you know, like if like your hand was like here and his was like, you know what I mean? Like sort of like keeping, I don't know, like putting your, your senses to the environment, you know, like what you sort of feel in that moment, you know, yeah. um, keeping you, keeping you there. Um, Cause I, I know it gets, it, it gets very difficult, especially when you're sort of triggered, you know? Um, but I think in those moments, it's important to realize where you are and, the place that you are in, you know, especially if it's in a safe, 
environment. Um, and I think the only, I mean, not even the only, but I think one of the first things that might come up and be helpful uh, would be sort of like using your senses, you know, just so uh, that moment isn't like, you're, you're not robbed of that moment, you know? Yeah. Um, because you deserve every single moment um, in the present time, you know, especially with someone that genuinely is caring about you, you know? Yes. That's helpful, yeah. definitely. Like when I'm feeling dissociated, having that sort of physical contact or something to kind of pull me back into the present. Right. And I had a, I had a friend that she, she had come over my house when I had first, like when we first bought it and the basement was unfinished, you know, and it was sort of like dingy and like, there was like, nothing was finished, you know, like concrete, everything. And she sort of like stopped and was like kind of frozen. And I was like, okay, like something's sort of happening, you know? And in that moment it was like, focus like right like right here you know focus like on the color of my nails like focus on sort of things like that you know and like make it back upstairs um you know especially when something sort of like happens like that you know yeah I think it's so easy to sort of look to your environment and realize okay like I'm here this is not I'm not in that place anymore yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. (sighs) deep breaths you know (laughs) yes (laughs) Okay.